0: Welcome to episode 284 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alrighty guys, welcome along to episode 284 of I Am Talk of Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How are you going mate?
1: I'm good, Bevan, are you?
0: Um, I'm pretty good, it's pretty warm here this morning, isn't it? It's Norwest,
1: it's Cup Day
0: It's Cup Day, it's a big races day in Christchurch right now And I always love Cup Day because at the beginning of the day All the girls are looking beautiful
1: And at the end of the day And it could be exciting today Because it looks like there's a potential for a little bit of rain possibly Which means what? Body paint starts coming (laughs) off
0: (laughs) John just goes at the end of the day to the races (laughs) (laughs) And talk is proudly brought to you by CoffeesofWai.com For the tastiest if you're heading into winter right now, it's the best drink to be having. It is athlinks. We're going to be telling you about what what the uh, what is it RPI, RPI stands for this week. It's pretty cool. And extreme endurance. And, uh, your lactic buffer for endurance athletes. There we go. Okay, team. So In this week's show, we've got some news. We've got an age group of the week. We've got um, what else? We've got we've got website of the week. We've got questions and answers. It's a traditional show, isn't it, John? It is. That's right. No interviews. No interviews. Just
1: do we have an interview next week? Have we? I don't know because I'm away next week. Okay. <laughs> Glad we've established that now. I'll get on to it. let <laughs> we'll it out. We'll
0: figure it out. Okay, first of all, we had the ITU World Long Distance Championships last weekend, John, and there was a bit of controversy. Bit of controversy. The swim got cancelled. So what happened there? Because I was reading
1: up on it, and I was saying that water temperatures of 17 degrees centigrade, that's not that cold. No, I think it was a combination by the sound of it of cool temperatures, air, air temperatures and cool water temperatures. And I... What, what, what do you mean the air temperatures? Why would that make me want to not swim? Well, I guess if you're coming out of the swim cold, and you, if it's a nice warm day, then you're going to warm up okay. But if you come out of the swim you know, freezing, and then it's freezing outside, then you're not going to warm up, and then you're going to have carnage. The question is, is 17 degrees Celsius? No, no. We, I mean, 17 degrees Celsius, if, that, if that's what it was, that's fine. Well, like, that's, what,
0: that's what the ITU have put out in your official statement.
1: Well, it was, we swam at the weekend, and it was 16 degrees apparently in Lake Hood um, for our race at the weekend. No, I heard it was 15. Okay. Yeah. 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 So that was that was pretty cool, chilly. But it still would have been fine for swimming four k. I think it would have been pretty cold. You would have had those ice block ice block feet coming out. Yeah. But but as I said, if it's warm when you get out, you can deal with that and you can work it through. But if it's uh, you know it's ten degrees centigrade when you get out, then you're just going to freeze all day. I think well, what I'll be interested to know is if you simply have a rule. So they say right, if it is X degrees, the swim gets cancelled. So there's no. Well, I think that's the thing. I think the ITU do have a set of rules. And, and uh, when they've come I out, they've
0: just said that, you know, under our conditions, we could not run the race in that, mm. You know, so they obviously they have a pretty strict set of rules around what they want and what the race run
1: So, So I think, you know, you can't go bagging the race director because I think the, the rules are in place. And if that X happens, you're not having to swim. Yeah. But I, um, you know, so what happened was uh, the swim got cancelled and it was a bike run. So, so they
0: didn't do a duathlon, didn't do a run bike run.
1: No, and again, this seems odd to me that they don't mm-hmm. do that because. Surely it would make sense And it would be a much fairer race If you did it as a duathlon um, So Why? Why, why, why would it be a fairer race? Because y- you're out there And Well it's a different to- sort of race You know You're out there And it's a pure time trial You've got no idea where you're at um, Especially for the age groupers For the pros I think it's a little bit different Because they're all starting Fairly close together And so you come For, for that distance of race You sort of know where you're at um, And it's only five second gaps so I don't know so Is that how
0: they started it? Yeah Okay five seconds
1: so I'm, I'm guessing there's say I don't know Fifty pros or whatever Yep so there's not a huge gap where you know roughly where you are whereas the age group is probably just going to be spread all over the place um, and much bigger fields so it's really hard to know where you're at so I just don't understand why you wouldn't have it as part of your contingency. Say, so, right, well, if, if the swim gets cancelled, it's a ten k ten k run. Uh, we probably still need to start in age groups, but yeah, you know, yep. you're racing your age group ten k run, standard bike, and you maybe shorten the, the second run a bit because you couldn't go increasing the run massively because people you know would pull up the call that they're not quite ready for that. But that would seem like the most logical choice and. I think what these races do, and they may be doing it, I don't know because I didn't look into it, is, is have your contingency plan up and out there. So, for example, with my race in Pegasus, on the race manual, I have the exact contingency plan, if the swimmer gets cancelled, this is what we're doing. If the swim and bike have to get cancelled, this is what we're doing. And so you know, it's there's amazing. no argument, <laughs> you know, you, this, this is what's happening. And uh, so really disappointing for the guys who have oh, trained up for that But race. maybe, in Venice have we
0: actually checked out
1: to no, see if they have that? Maybe no, they do. Maybe That's, they do. Yeah. But um, the people that are going to the race, it's their obligation. They should be finding out information. So very, very disappointing.
0: Yeah, but it's interesting. People generally think when it comes to racing. You get okay. the animal person who will read the whole manual, but most people get enough to know what they need to know.
1: You mm. know, mm. So. so very disappointing. Um, I guess there was always that risk when you're running a late-season race, it's going to be cold. Same thing with the 70.3. When they have the 70.3 Worlds, chances are it's going to be very, very hot. So you've got to think about, factor those things in when you're uh you when you're Vegas, a race. Although you think in Vegas at this time of year... Who knows I don't know Because this is well. pretty warm Who knows November Who knows Yeah, yeah I don't know Anyway Okay well Joycetron we could Good Joycenator Took it out See, we, uh, Katie her sister Wanted to instigate The Tron Instead of the Joycenator. Oh why I don't know She just liked the Tron. She was sort of doing The robot walk and stuff And oh, uh, Joyce Tron. But didn't like So we'll go with Joycenator. She took it out And uh, good Really good race for her, because uh, you know you 've got the third and fourth Kona finishes there going head to head, and so the, the the caliber of the field is uh, is very high and Joycey rode a three thirty three and then she ran a one hundred and fifty nine thirty so um, close racing But she took it on the bike And she had a finish time Of five hours Well actually Carolyn
0: Steffens I think was first off the bike But she didn't finish Oh yeah, right. Yeah I'm pretty sure She came off the bike first Yeah I think it was Carolyn Steffens Came off the bike Quite far in front of everyone And she dominated Dojo again right. But then uh, Didn't end
1: up finishing the race Oh I didn't mm. I just See I'm doing what says not to do I'm just looking at results <laughs> oh, Don't do that John Do no, your peas I, I didn't sit there And watch the race For five hours I did long. Just, just so just, I could give you That little gem there John So uh, another t- Title for the Great Britain Athletes uh, Leander Cave was second She was uh, about four minutes down Lost basically all of that on the bike Their run times were almost identical Only ten seconds uh, splitting them And Meredith Kessler was in third place uh, So I almost wonder if these bikes are wrong Because was- I think Meredith Kessler got off the bike in front of those two Well the thing is she, she, she may well have done But she may have started Two or three minutes In front of them Oh um, okay So this you, is clock time Yeah
0: okay is, yeah. You,
1: don't, you don't know Where you're going to finish So yeah, first okay. over the line May well have not been First I'm loving that Both the winners uh, I am talk listeners Rapstar li- Oh right Rapstar yep, yep, Yeah yep. Rapstar
0: On the male side Rapstar took it out He took it out In a time of Five hours and fifteen seconds
1: Good two and a half minute lead Over Joe, um, Joe Gamble's But Good solid race 3.09 on the bike and one forty nine on the run. Uh, Joe Gambles was, as Bevan said, uh, just, just about three minutes back. And a good battle there with Sylvain Sudri in third place. So pretty close racing. You know, only five minutes covering the first uh, four athletes.
0: Now, do you think, like we? I, I don't know, I didn't do these, this amount of Ps, but do you think that um, they went, how'd they start at The slowest of Faustus? I
1: don't know. And I how do they just, rank It them? was five, five second gaps. So was I, it based I, on name? Was it based on... Who knows? I think probably the most surprising result out of here for me was, uh, was Michael Rayler. You know, we we're, were sitting here last week oh, expecting yeah, him to just to, to crush he? everybody. He's down in uh, sixth place. Um, I rode a 312 and ran a 157. So for a guy that dominates, he may have just, I don't know, just gone, bugger this, I can't be... But, well, he may have just had a poor race, but he may just not have been in the mood when. Maybe John the though tri- was just mean and destroyed may, him. This is true. You do nothing, goes, I'm taking you, downtown boy. So the Rips is one of the advocates of, of, of having uh, lots of different him, races, different races for championship um, events. So good on him for going out there and smoking it. Very impressive. Hopefully, he gets lots of PR from this. Hopefully, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure so twitch will we be covering it? <laughs> yeah it able, I'm sure
0: NBC in America Will be as well Yeah Okay, so there's The long distance championships And then we also had Ironman Florida on last weekend And it was interesting um, Ronnie Shelnicker Who took it out It was the first
1: ever person To go sub 8 in North America I know It was crazy Fantastic hey? uh, It's And it's Sub 8 is is always impressive. Mogan. Always impressive. Obviously, you've got to have a course that, that's suitable, a yep. you know, fast, um, generally fairly flat course, or a bike course that's. Um yeah, favourable for going fast, but the most impressive thing is when people do it solo, and uh, and that's really what he did. Uh, by the look of it, it looked like he had some some good help there on the bike. They had a little group going. Um, he was uh, so he rode a four nineteen. Frank Vistrell, uh, who's the forty five year old pro from, uh, wow. I'm pretty sure he's from Germany. Wow. You know, they had a good solo swim, fifty one minute swim, and then rode four nineteen. I think there was maybe one or two others in that group, and then uh, and then Ronnie Shilnick got off and and ran a two forty three for seven fifty nine four. 42, so pretty close going, you know, would have been That must be the
0: most amazing feeling. You know, as a pro athlete, athlete winning a race is pretty cool, but to turn up the finishing chute and to see you're gonna get under that sub eight would mm. just be like I remember getting under sub nine. Mm. I mean sub nine, no, never got under sub nine under sub ten. Yeah. And I remember just turning up the finishing chute and just seeing that, you know, that nine number there was such a buzz.
1: Imagine seeing seven in your finish. Exactly. And yeah. but very close, you know, you would have had, you would have had to keep the pressure on you have one or two bad miles. Yeah. you lose you know 30 well, 18 seconds, seconds you're gone. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, Good on him. So Ronnie Sheldon was first, 51 swim, 4.19 on the bike, 2.43 run. He had a 10-minute win over Maxim Kriat and uh, Justin Deere, who we had on the show a couple of weeks ago, third place in uh, 8.18. So good on him. But uh, The other big news is it sells out in 16 minutes, next year's race. So next year's race, they put
0: on the internet and it sold out in 16
1: minutes. Yes, madness. So I think – So what's the trick? You've just got to have lots of people trying for you? Well, I think you've either got to be that, and you've got to be logged in. I think to your Athlinks, not your Athlinks, your uh, uh, well. active.com. Active Active com. You've got to be yeah. ready to go, ready to push the buttons. But I, from from what I've heard, like with my Ironman Melbourne and stuff, it sounded like most of the people that wanted to get in got in. Like if you're onto it and you were there at twelve o'clock or whenever yep. it opens. Yeah, you're on to it. So looking at staff,
0: it helps as well. Because yes. I spoke to a few people who had quite a few staff, and the whole staff were basically ready
1: to go. Exactly. So it definitely helps. If you've got a few employees on the girls side of things, what happened? Uh, no, we had another course record, and obviously that sub Sub nine was obviously a course record because it was the first time anybody's been under eight uh, hours. Jessica Jacobs um, ripped it, and uh, she swam a 102. So you've given up a lot of time when you swim 102 to be able to go sub nine, yeah. but she rode at 453, which is very impressive. And then she ripped a two fifty three. Wow! Fantastic run. I mean, that's you know obviously you've got your outliers like Chrissy and stuff, um, but that is a very impressive uh, run split. So for an eight fifty five ten, and I don't know if it's the first time we've had a girl go sub nine in, in the North America, No, because do you at Kona? Yeah, obviously Obviously, do. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's not because Chrissy's and gone to sub nine. Did, um, and I think Mary Beth Allison went very close to nine in Canada as well. I think I think she went under nine. But regardless, awesome performance. Um, well, it's, it's, what's
0: fascinating about it is that. Um, I don't even know what's
1: fascinating. I, <laughs> I just, I mean, just, I just I the eight fifty five fascinating. That's
0: just oh no! what I'm fascinated in right now is that we've really seen a big shift in the girls' speed in the run in the last few years, haven't we? You know,
1: just everything of the girls. Yeah, well, swimming not, not not so much. But the know, when we run. started
0: the show, if a girl got a sub nine, it was massive. I remember we talked about Roten I think someone got close to Paula's record, which at the mm. time was around eight fifty four or Yeah, something yeah. like that. And and um, you know, but now consistently getting that speed, but and look at those run times. Ben, I think we can claim
1: it, of course. because of course. It, was, it was basically the year we both went to rote, was when things really started happening, because that was John, when,
0: I, I can't <laughs> disagree, I think you're right we, that,
1: we can claim it. That weekend was when uh, Von Van, 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 Van Vlerken and Erica Chalmore and, uh, and somebody else in, in Austria yep. um, the German girl. German girl, Sandra Wallenhurst yeah. you know, they all went, you know Low 8.50s in one weekend And from there It's just been Boom 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 And it's boom, only boom, because boom. We were
0: racing that race Exactly
1: They were going <laughs> We're not even Those hoax I was going I want to hear voice. that guy's voice
0: At yeah. the end of the race I want to get to the finish line As fast as possible Problem was still out there When she got in
1: Yes <laughs> For some time For some time <laughs> So awesome race by Jessica Jacobs She was first Madeline McKenzie was second 9.10 Still very respectable time And Sophie Goss in third And 9.22 Gotta remember I'm in Florida You know this is a low Point scoring race Low prize money race yeah. So um but these guys have got, I guess, the hit up, uh, the jump on people for, for scoring some points for next year. It's only a thousand points, but a thousand points, a thousand points
0: yeah it's a hard way to earn a thousand points but isn't it mm. there's easier ways there is do some halves exactly okay then we also they've officially announced that i am lottery so the i'm in uh, WTC. have officially announced or well, other than when they talk to us on the show but yep. they've officially announced uh, how it's all going to work and so do you want to talk through it john
1: yep so they're going to have 100 general age group athletes and then that, that's sort of your, your, your standard yep. standard lottery and then you're going to have 100 legacy athletes and five physically challenged athletes uh, will be competed in the to be selected to compete in the 2012 Ironman, the newly launched Ironman Legacy Program will grant loyal Ironman athletes an opportunity to compete in Kona at least one at least once in their lifetime. 100 Legacy winners will be chosen by WTC and selected. Um, selection will be based on several criteria. To be eligible to selection and the Legacy Program, you must have completed a minimum of 12 Ironman-branded races, have never started the Ironman World Champs, and have completed at least one Ironman event in each of 2010 and 2011 seasons and be registered for an Ironman event in 2012.
0: I think that's probably the the one thing we didn't know, was it? You have to do two years of racing before you get into it.
1: So you kind of have to be a current athlete. Yeah. And, and, ready, and be registered for a race for next year yeah. so that's I guess that's going to catch some people out who have done 12 yeah. or maybe done it over the last 20 years but maybe they've just been doing short course for the last couple of years or some halves yeah. and I guess that'll catch those athletes out but having said that that's probably one way where they can delay some of these athletes coming in. So if you've got, say, twelve, be oh,
0: Let's be honest. I think it's more about motivating people who are doing the races.
1: Well, yeah, oh, no, it is. But it's really, let me finish, Bevan. Sorry, me finish. I'm looking at you finish. So if you've done twelve Ironman athlete Ironmans, but you haven't done much for the last couple of years, then you see this criteria, and if, then if you do a few more the next couple of years, then you'll be eligible again. So it doesn't cut those people out yeah. who've done it. It just means they probably have to do a few more to get in. So um, what I'm finding really interesting,
0: uh, you know, occasionally going on all the forums out there. And to see what people were up to and talking about and this, this news has really motivated people you know mm-hmm. like it is really interesting to talk to people when they're saying you know you see people on the forums and they're going oh yeah I'm definitely aiming for 12 now and you know so I think it's, it's going to be pretty successful
1: mm. So if you want to get involved in the Legacy program uh, the registration is open at ironmanworldchampionship.com it closes on 28th of February and winners are going to be announced in mid-April
0: I have to say this is a great thing for the sport because we've we've talked about this for years and you know, like I've always we've always talked about we need to reward the guys who have been in the sport forever who may not ever get to Kona, you know, because just your their, their level of ability is not ever gonna get them there. And if you've done twelve I mean, you've got most of your growth in front of you. You know, you've done you know, you know it's not like you haven't tried your hardest to get faster and sometimes you're just not fast enough. And so I think it's such a good thing because when you go to Kona, you know, like it's such an amazing experience, and, and I, we've been there a few times now. So you know, we you can kind of get used to the experience of it, but you forget what it's like for that first timer to go there mm-hmm. and that whole week leading up to it to seeing all the pros and doing all the events, the under run and all that kind of stuff. So. I think it's a really good thing to reward the athletes who have been in the sport for a real long time.
1: But for those who haven't been in the sport for very long and they want the Kona experience, I've got my Kona camp coming up in May next year. Uh, So if you want to get involved, race on the course and the half and have an awesome week checking out the course. Just get in touch with me. We've still got some spaces for the Kona camp and it's going to be in the end of May next year. Actually, it's probably better than the World Champs. We get to race, yeah. Unless you want to do 12 Ironmans Man's and get there that way, this way you get to race on the course. It's the much, much cheaper. John, much you know what? Option. I'm not concerned about the Matrix anymore. I
0: used will lay there at night, not be able to sleep, worrying the mm. robots are going to take over. Mm. But it's not going to happen, John. The robot finished the Iron World Champs in a time of one hour, no, 166 hours and
1: 56 minutes. Poor effort. And so this was basically an advertisement for a Volta AA rechargeable battery.
0: Sensational advertisement. They got well. so much
1: PR. Yeah. So this robot, it looked tiny, it looked like the size of your the hand. hand. Yeah. Um, and it uh, and it did the swim and it did the uh, but the, the bike, bike was more bike. like a pushing a wheel round, wasn't it? It was kind of inside the wheel. And that was the run, I think. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, that was the run. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So the bike was uh, it was it was on a bike and the and the run it was like he was a hamster in a hamster wheel. Oh. Um, from from the look of it, and uh, yeah, it took him 166 hours. So good advertisement for them, and apparently they only needed. Uh, I think two changes of batteries or something like that. Really? Okay, that's impressive.
0: We'll give, them, we'll give them some PO because we already have. Okay, John, mm. there's another exciting piece of news that you put together. What is it, John?
1: It is the Great Cone Auction to help raise money for Challenge Athletes Foundation. You've done well, mate. Look at this. I'm looking at the photo on the website on eBay. and the photos, yes. looking, you've, You made it look all little flash. It's all in place. And... So you get your limited edition Iron Talk Cone t-shirt. Large size. It's only ever been six produced. <laughs> you get a Iron Man um, World Champs coffee mug and Iron Man World Champs media t-shirt. That's pretty recent. Not Do many people want. have got them. No, and the proof. Pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool. You get the Chris McCormick um, book. I'm here to win. Just about finished that. It's a good book. Is it the one you're giving away? The one you're reading? No, no, no. I've got another one. Because I'm another... giving them away. Like <laughs> yeah, uh, you get an Ironman Champ, World champs bag. You get a poster. You get the race program. You get some extreme endurance in there. You get a blue seventy swim cap. John, but really, it's all about the gel. It's all about the gel all the way from Kona, a power bar gel. And uh, you also get an Ironman drink bottle and some O2 Creations elastic laces. So, and all the money go, raised is going to Challenge Athletes Foundation. We've got a few days to go on it.
0: We've got three days based on us recording right now. It's November the 11th is the cut-off day mm-hmm. at nine uh, twenty three Pacific time. Right. Which doesn't mean much to me, but yep. And then currently we have two bids, John. Yes, we a roaring success.
1: Wow, 112 bucks 50 $112. US. And
0: the money all goes
1: to... Challenge Athletes Foundation. Nice. So it's, it's, we get none of it, John. No. You, you're here for the kids. Exactly. For the people. For the people. That's I believe right. The children get on it, people. Future. Help support a good cause. Because Bob Babbitt has some awesome stories and those guys do some good things.
0: He really does He was an amazing man I really had a lot of respect for Bob Okay we're going to talk about Extreme Endurance John Does John have sore legs? This is the question Because you did do you want to talk about your race right now or do you want to save it to the end of the show?
1: We'll save it to the end of the show, but it's fair to say that I raced pretty hard and, uh, and ran extremely Cramping hard. Down to a bit of a sprint for the years. So uh, normally in those circumstances, especially given I have not been doing any hard running whatsoever, uh, I would be a bit of a cripple after the race. Uh, you know, severe doms, um, very, very sore legs and not being able to do much constructive training. But I've been back on the extreme endurance for a couple of weeks and uh, whilst my legs are pretty tired... Pretty minimal soreness, really. Um, so, because it wasn't a long one, but it was a
0: Smackdown, wasn't
1: it? It was a six six k Smackdown. Puffing and puffing, it was plenty of puffing going on. So, uh, I think that just reinforces what a lot of guys, a lot of the feedback we get is, uh, yes, you know, you can look at the the, the lactic acid buffering and, and obviously um, enhancing your performance, but in terms of recovery and be able to get on with training. Uh, Makes a really good difference. So if you want to get yourself some, go to xendurance.com, use the discount code IM Talk, um, or if you want to do the automatic delivery to get it delivered month. Uh, the monthly discount code is uh, pretty sure it's A D I M Talk and you get yourself some nice discounts. You want to, if you want to give it a good go, you, to give yourself, you, know, you just need to buy one bottle, and that's going to get you a month's worth. And uh, if you do that leading into a race where you're going to be doing a really hard run, that'll give you an indication of uh, performance enhancements, and also you get to experience, um, you know, whether you do, like me, not have as much post-race soreness. So get on an extreme So you highly recommend it? get on it. Highly, highly recommend if, it. You can, if you want to get yourself some, uh, if you go on our auction, um, not only do you get all the good stuff, there's a couple of uh, samples of Extreme Endurance. I'm putting three um, travel packs in there, which is basically about a, a month's worth, I think.
0: Uh, so Just under, go. I think, travel packs a week. Okay, it's so three yep. weeks worth. Yeah. Okay, good, good work, to John. Get on it. Okay, Hot Topic of the Week last week, we had, a, we had a multi-topic Hot Topic of the Week. It was pretty popular, John. Right. Pretty. Pretty popular, this one was. If you, had to, if you were to lose 30 minutes of your training each week and use this time to focus and identify on how you can improve as an athlete, what do
1: you think you would come up with? Oh, yeah. Also, what was your highlight of Kona? That was what got people going. <laughs>
0: well, I don't know. Was. I Every,
1: everybody was greasing, though. They were saying, oh, the highlight of Kona was, uh, was listening to my own talk. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice greasing. Nice. not going to get you anything. <laughs> actually, uh, we've got a
0: prize for this week, actually.
1: Okay. Uh, we've got a prize now. Where is yeah. it? I'll probably, you can start talking about okay. So, Hal Tao Davies, uh, stretching and yoga. Uh, it's the future having been diagnosed with a back injury I've had for 10 years. So I, I would agree with Tao there is uh, stretching can make the difference um, in terms of, you know, we're, we're looking here for time savers. So stretching is actually going to take um, more time out of your life to actually do it. But if you do it, uh, for a lot of people, it does make a big, big difference in terms of your Performance. So a lot of the research these days says, "Oh, stretching's a load of crap, rubbish." This, yeah, that.
0: it's really interesting. I got a mate in Auckland who's who's just like guru, and um, and he's really like you know if you ever talk to him, he's done like you know hours and hours of research. And, you know, he's one of those
1: guys, kind of like Andrew Bacan Yeah, and and he yeah, he doesn't believe in stretching at all. Well, <laughs> yeah. anecdotally, I I just know for, for me it works. If I don't stretch, I get tight, I get injured. Um, See, I, I'm the opposite. Like I'd never stretch. I, I yeah. stretch a little bit when I teach, but i kind of more talking
0: than stretching, mm. to be honest. And um, So don't always believe the research. Yeah, but then I never really
1: get injured through
0: non-stretching. You know mm. what I mean?
1: Like, you know, but, but then, yeah, like so it's, it is interesting. I suppose for me, so you could potentially argue, well, I could potentially go and do maybe a bit more core stability work, and I might not get that tightness coming in because I may be using wrong, uh, wrong muscle groups. But I know for me, if I keep up my flexibility, I – Perform better in training, and I reduce my risk of uh, of injuries. So, how tell? I agree with you again.
0: Yep, very good. Okay, now I've got the I've got the, I've got the prize, John. So the guys from Sufferfest, right. they've, they've got a video out, A Very Dark Place, mm-hmm. a very. Dark place, mm. and uh, they've, they've got this video coming out. And they want to give away a copy of us to this week in the discussion of the week. Okay, so if you want to check out the, the the very dark place, we'll put a link up to it on our website www.imtalk.me. And you guys can check it out. And it's basically a video showing the darkness, which uh, is basically you know how they really hurt in their great race. So okay. we'll give away one of those, and you can decide yeah, later on
1: we'll get random.org up in a moment you, okay. while I'm talking you get random.org up and that's the fairest way of doing it okay. so Stacey uh, Davis said uh, I would add more strength training or extra sleep since I have a 3 month old <sighs> my highlight uh, for Kona was listening to the Am Talk super special interviews
0: Oh, nice. Okay, Carl Pittman, he's got, I'll take a scientific approach to my diet. If, it can be, if I can be disciplined enough to sit down and write it through my nutrition plan, I'm pretty sure I'll be able to stick to it. What the hell? I'm
1: going to do it anyway. Right after this, next slice of caramel shortbread. Nice work. Nice. Uh, Nathan uh cooking dinner for the wife and kids help uh, or helping out the wife with the kids this will keep things in harmony to allow me to get out and train without too much angst agree with that he's thinking about it you know he's thinking if I invest an extra 30 minutes with the family I might be able to get away with an extra hour of training Nice good old um, Margot Southgate uh, Strength training for me It's well
0: underrated I was doing it two or three times a week For my previous PB Numb with new coach and lead up And didn't have the bike strength Highlight was the dolphin swims
1: under me As I headed out and hearing them talk Simply awesome Cameron Griffiths, 30 minutes extra reading the stuff on Transitions Forum. I'm not sure if he's plugging his own forum or not, but uh, yep. Transitions Forum. And then his highlight for Kona was watching Pete Jacobs come around that last corner in second place. Yeah, awesome. Pete, Jacobs,
0: Pete Jacobs, he's a great character. Figurator, um, he's, he's, he's got 30 minutes to identify where I could fit in another two hours. Nice. <laughs> highlight was the chat
1: on Twitter with friends. Your own commentary. He loved it, his own running commentary. Oh, nice. Okay, so my highlight for, uh, for Kona, because that's what the main part of this week's discussion was all about. <laughs> Was, uh, was probably the accessibility of the pros, the fact that we were able to go and we didn't get all the pros we wanted because Some of them didn't reply to emails and stuff. But we, did, we, did, we pretty oh, much got everyone... Not everyone. I, I emailed a, a fair number that sometimes didn't re, didn't reply. No, not many, very few said no. They, they, they missed reply. out. They did miss out. They missed out. And uh, and I'll remember that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll remember that, eh? And, and so when I just you think, when you're getting old and your career's
0: dying? You're still looking for sponsors and you want some love? Yeah, hey, yeah. Hey, don't come
1: to us. Then. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but I think that's a highlight for me is the fact that for for us and for the audience, we're able to get in into the pros. You know, like if you want to to a slightly more mainstream sport, uh, the chance of to be able to do that is is, is nil, you know. So the fact that we can go in there and get a lot of the top ten guys in the world to come on the show and open up and talk, um, pretty yeah, really openly, uh, was probably the real highlight for me. And on in terms of the other side of things, uh, Sorry, time savers. The, uh, the biggest way that I find I can save time, and if I was to spend thirty minutes um, thinking about that, would be to unplug my internet cable um, more frequently and to turn off my email, uh, and I think having the Bevan often talks about systems, which I think is fantastic, so having some systems for your email, having some systems for Saving time and for dealing with things, so you become a little bit, a little bit less uh, reactive to to events and stuff. I went to a conference last week, and, and you know, so many people these days go on and on about being busy, 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 and they're constantly doing events and uh, you know, re- responding to things. Whereas I think if you can have the systems in place that will deal with that and and let go a bit more with things, if you're a you know, high level management and uh, and just enforce that delegation a bit more. So I think those are the things for me. Is, is Minimising your internet time um, and getting systems in place to, to deal with stuff that sh- probably takes a lot of time but shouldn't really take a lot of time. And so
0: then when you can go training, you can just focus on training. Exactly. Okay. So for me, um, I'll start with the more important question here.
1: <laughs> so what was your highlight for Kona then? Uh, my highlight for Kona.
0: <laughs> no, well, I suppose my highlight for Kona... The food, David. Well, you know, like we're pretty lucky we get through this. It's, it's kind of a catchment too. I came back from Kona and I had a meeting about the running business was the new girl we we're looking to employ, and um, and I literally was falling asleep. <laughs> I was so
1: tired. Were you so tired when you got back? Uh, I, I remember I had a pretty good sleep on the plane. I think it was okay. I was okay. When you got the two kids running around. You, you don't have an option of being uh, tired. I see, well, I don't have two kids, so I was really tired. Yeah. And,
0: uh, and and I was. Dying, but that's okay So you, you did that kind of catch me too, we worked pretty hard over there But it was kind of really great, I can't complain I think, you know, and, and as an athletic thing I think Pete Jacobs was a highlight for me mm-hmm. um, I think that He's just such a cool guy, you know He's mm-hmm. just, such the nicest guy and he's got such great energy And, and to see him, you know, he, he seems to have been Breaking through slowly over the last few years and, and we kind of met him as he was early on in his career and wrote And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, so it's kind of nice To have that relationship with him and, and see him Kind of being successful and I suppose Crowley as well. And then on, on just the personal level, yeah, I just think it's cool when you get to sit down with the, you know, we're so lucky John and I to actually mm. sit down in the room with someone who's such high level mm. and to kind of get inside their head on the most important week of their year is pretty cool. So that's kinda of been the highlight for me. When it comes to if I were to stop training so much and spend thirty minutes actually focusing on you know, the thing is, what I tried to work on for the race I did recently is learning up a higher pain threshold. Mm-hmm. So, because I think what I, when I look back at myself as an Ironman athlete, I just kind of went out and did what I was meant to do every day without actually really setting objectives and trying to be focused on getting the most out of that session. Mm-hmm. And for this race I did recently, I really tried to. Before every session stop and think about five minutes Of actually mentally preparing myself For the key part of that session mm-hmm. So I'd actually, if I was going to do an hour run I'd, you know, Five minutes beforehand I'd sit down and do some visualisation I'd do some kind of affirmation I'd see, you know, have to recruit music That was going to motivate me at that time in the run And I was kind of trying to learn what would it take For me to sit at a high level of intensity When it came race you know race day And to be honest I, I think that's the thing That really helped me So to kind of go more down that path would probably be You know Making sure having the vision, yeah, and actually putting time aside before the session to make sure you have a quality session. Because I think a lot of athletes out there just have the session, mm-hmm. and they, the quality is the first thing that gets dropped. Mm-hmm. And you know they think, well, it's okay. I got out there and did the three-hour ride, but if it's just a three-hour average ride, you're not getting as much benefit if you were to get a three-hour, you know, with your main set's been really high quality. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to progress you forward as an athlete. And so, but that stuff's the mentally challenging stuff of the sport, especially if you've, you know, when you're new, getting out the door is hard, but when you've been doing it for a while. Getting outdoors not hard And so sometimes that becomes a restrictor Because you getting outdoors is good enough And so for me I found that was really valuable So what's this week's discussion mate? Well I don't know if this has been Oh done. wait a second, no? no, the winner The winner okay. of the Sufferfest was so. Jay Waters There was 29 okay. There was 31 people there and he was number 29 And he won it, Jay Waters From Wellington Yeah, and present us through a link Jay And we'll, uh, we'll send you through um, to the guys at Suffer Fest. And again if you want to check out the video You go to Sufferfest And they've got a look, I'll put a link to it on www.imtalk.me And they've got a great video
1: about the dark place Nice So I'm not sure if the lottery system has been done to death on forums and things like that Probably has, probably is. has. <laughs> So what is, everybody, uh, is everybody happy about the lottery system And uh, if you're not overly thrilled What would you do differently So let's come up with some solutions uh, if, you, if you're not happy with it what, how, how can we make it better Don't so just whinge no. Make it better Exactly there Solutions Solutions based
0: Okay here we go There's, uh, there's some music John Nice Each group of the week, and John normally comes around and, and he comes go swimming now before the show, don't you? Yes, swimming swim five thirty to seven in the morning. Five thirty to It's a long swim for a. Oh, how long is it? Fifteen hundred meter. Uh, twenty minutes. It's a long swim for a twenty minute. So I only get two swims a week Got to uh, make it count Okay so you're making the most of it And he comes around He has breakfast And grabs all my milk He steals all my milk In my house And today Do oh, you sneak a, I of I sneak a bit of yogurt <laughs> Do you sneak a bit of yogurt Do it on the quiet Keep get that to yourself yeah. Haven't you <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit of yogurt yeah, yeah. I've got good yogurt too I like my yogurt mm-hmm. But uh, today No yogurt There's no yogurt ever, is it? I
1: didn't check that I would have uh, had just, uh, yogurt. just yogurt I would have really gone For on the yogurt No, field, yogurt. Wasn't no milk we need to shop And John's He's got no breakfast I'm going to fade It's going to be a short show I'll be falling off The edge of the
0: You just said one raisin Didn't you I had One raisin We'll get The next hour Okay so this week's Age Group of the Week Was sent
1: through From Jim Sorton is it? No, it's, J- well, it's just J.M. Storton So I'm not sure What your first name is But J.M. Thank you for sending okay, us Okay we're going
0: to Nominate Erin Holmes For Age Group of the Week For her performance In Ironman Canada 2011 In her first Ironman She raced at 11.43 And took home Top age group honours in the 18-24 to 24 division Wow, nice work Not only did she qualify for Kona in her first attempt But she was also the first female out of the water By over 2 minutes In a time of 51 and 28 seconds This includes the pro women's. Thanks to uh, for the consideration And I guess she'll be seeing you in Kona now
1: So yeah, her splits in Canada Were a 51 minute 28 swim A uh, 6.48 on the bike And a 3.55 on the run For a 1.43 22 Um, you don't get many, I don't know Maybe you you, you only had had 16 in the age group so that 18 to 24 is not usually a massive age group but still, Be first out of the swim she's obviously got a pretty strong background and then the thing with Canada, you do have to turn around and back it up pretty pretty quickly in Kona Mm. and she went to Kona and she had an awesome swim swam uh, 54 minutes, um, biked in her swim, was uh, first. She was first in her age group uh, out of the swim. I wouldn't be surprised if she gender was, ranked seventh overall. Yeah, which which includes the pros. I wouldn't, really? be, I wouldn't be surprised if she was first. Um, Age group her out of the water um, yep. but fifty four forty four in the swim in Kona that is a very, very good swim because uh, you know you 've got to think like i don 't think Andy Potts went under fifty minutes i don 't think no. um, so awesome swim she must have swim Surely, oh, totally fifty four swim she rode a seven hundred four and ran a four twenty two in Kona for a twelve thirty so backing it up um, how many
0: weeks is it it 's a
1: month is it it 's usually uh, Kona in uh, Canada is usually towards the end of September, so you basically got. Um, really? So really? Yeah. It's it's, it's 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 either mid or late August. I'm I'm pretty sure. Maybe not. Maybe. When's it, it's, the cutoff? Was the last race? Canada's the last race, isn't it? I believe so.
0: It's a, must be a funny situation, really, if you get in these, these situations. It's almost like for Canada, you should have the the, the, the choice of doing this year's race or next year's race. Because for someone like you know, you, you win your age group in Canada, and you're going okay. Well, sweet, I'm nailed on. Gets to But really, a month later, for most A troopers, Mm. you know, well, I suppose
1: if you do a little bit of taper and then kind of try to pick it up and then taper again, but... Yeah, no, I would say it would make a lot more sense if you had, like, a 31st of July cut-off and everything else after that race. Then you can have a good quality,
0: yeah, but then for some people, they may just want to, you know, I'm going to do a year of Ironman, I always want to knock out two, so it's the way
1: to go. So it's, you know, you can't win either way, but, you know... It is hard backing it up. And Canada is one of the classic courses. It's got quite good prize money. People like the course because it's uh, honest. It's honest and it's, it's one of the very few that's just one big loop on the bike. And yep. I'm pretty sure the run is just one big loop as well. So, spectator wise, not so good. Um, but. It's one of the classic courses It's got a lot of history It's got a lot of Top, top athletes Of uh, racing and, and Triathlon Canada Is really strong You know you, you see a lot of World champions Coming out of there So um, But anyway Back to back to Erin Outstanding performance first, f- first in her first Ironman in her age group Off to Kona First out of the 22. swim 22 uh, So It was amazing to me young
0: people Because it's 22 You know 99% of the kids Out there right now Are just partying up hard And you know Discovering life and stuff And it. It's a pretty special person at that age to actually, you know,
1: you know to kind of step up to an Ironman. Mm. So nice work, and we'll look forward to seeing that run and bike time match your swim in the future, and if you do that, you will probably be a world champion. <laughs> so well done, Aaron Holmes, you are our... Are a trip of the week. the week? Do you want more music? Oh no, sponsor. Let's talk about Coffees of Hawaii, John. So Ooh. last week we talked about a couple of other discount codes that are, that are on our page. If you go to... I am me. If you click on the Coffees Hawaii logo, it takes you off to Coffees Hawaii and basically through to our discount um, code page. And so the codes, we, we talked about a couple of codes last week with um, free delivery. We talked about the swim togs that were still uh, still available. Um, but the, the, the normal stock standard two codes you need to remember I am Talk. You get twenty five percent off. Twenty five percent off, John. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Because mm-hmm. And then, uh, most of the time it's only fifteen to twenty. Yep, yeah, twenty five. <sighs> and it's
0: gotta be a lesser of Ryan talk, it, don't it, you? It. If
1: you want that recurring delivery, so you want it to arrive every month on time, you save twenty five percent, use I M talk H H. There you 25%. go. Twenty five percent. Twenty five percent off. That's a great deal. It's gold. It's like a, that's like a quarter off, John. You can always tell Albert how much how how awesome and how much he'd love the show. Yeah. Um, that feedback is gold for us. It's gold cool for us. Keep yes. them thinking. Oh, maybe I should
0: sponsor these boys. Still, <laughs> they're paying the butt But we'll just keep, keep we'll keep the show. going <laughs> Keep the show going. Keep plugging along. Twenty five percent. So, well, you're a mug not to. And the other thing as well is, uh, tell your friends about it because it's, it's high quality product. And you know, it's in, hey, and also it's coming up to that season for buying gift gifts. Giving, and gift now's a good time to get that happening. But you know, tell your friends about it. Say, I oh, get this really amazing coffee, and here's a discount code that you can use when you you know get it out there. And it's in, if, win, you drink,
1: if you drink coffee. It's a no-brainer. John, supporting the show, supporting a cool business, and you're going to be having it anyway, and it's good quality, so get on it. And get you've got on it.
0: Okay, John, do you want more music? Yes. Okay, here we go.
1: Website of the Week. That was. I think that may have been the best one we've ever done. Okay, we'll go with that. We just nailed that. It, or you could go, it's the Wastewa wasp, That's what James Botell calls it because he just goes W S O T W. Well,
0: you have to do that because uh. like you have to abbreviate these things because that's a
1: lot of typing to do. Or he could use your little typing Tech-edity, editing, text edit, get on that We should
0: get sponsor the show and just write a little thing. And you just you just go W S O T W and it will out like the whole thing. Age group of the week. Actually, I'm going to put these in because I use these myself.
1: Mm. Oh, honestly, tech said it's changed my life. it's uh-huh. Good, yeah. good. I'm a better person. So, Jay, What's it about, John? We have, I haven't uh, read in detail the link, um, <laughs> but I've got a good pricey of it. So we'll have a link. The link goes to a website called bikeradar.com, and it's basically Chris Boardman and another fella talking about their approach to, to aerodynamics, and they, they made it um, – not Should yet. be a question God John Who's Chris Boardman Chris Boardman He was He set a world record For the, the world One hour mark He was a world record holder Is that the um, guy The book's on no, that's Graham O'Brien. Oh, he, okay. he also set a world record, uh, several world records. This one hour guy's are crazy. They do like fifty something k's. Or something, it's, don't they? it's madness. Double disc I don't know if they're still allowed to do the double disc wheel. But Chris Boardman was in the time. He had the Lotus bike, which was one of the. the it was just this amazing bike. That, really? um, he was an amazing rider, but he he had all the help technology help. He, and technology help you got to that. if you're going to do that stuff, aren't yeah. you? And he won Tour de France stages, um, and just in terms of doing the prologue. Uh, so he was a short time trial specialist, uh, track rider. Went on to do the Tour de. France uh, never a contender for the, the title, but yep. um, got himself through the race and, and won some stages of time trials. So, and, and now he's got his uh, Boardman bikes, um, oh, okay. so he's got a bike company. So, hey Boardman bikes, give me a bike. I need a bike. There you go. <laughs> so, um, wh- what the, the article sort of goes through is his approach to aerodynamics and, and how he sort of went about it prior to doing wind tunnel testing. So, wind tunnel testing the, ob- the, the the ultimate in terms it can of himself. questions, isn't it? but it's, uh, it's bloody expensive and it's just not realistic for a lot of people so he really goes through some of the things he says he's got a bit of an 80-20 rule which go- applies to many things in life, he says 80% of your wind resistance comes from the rider 20% from the bike so spend the time and money on making the rider more aero and efficient than focusing on the bike uh, check out the uh, James here, Check out the bike he rode in 2000 to break the world record, talk about old school <laughs> yeah, uh, it now. and then he's also got uh, Phil, Phil Mosley, who I don't know anything about, he contributes to some science-based suggestions for evaluating ride positions, so you're not. Uh, so if you're screwing around, it'll give you better results. So yeah, it's just got a number of different articles that James has sent through a number of links, uh, and, and basically, if you want to look at improving your aerodynamics, this is the place to go to check, check, check it out.
0: Well, the thing is, John, you know, and Conor Kona, Kona is commenting on how. You Know the sport has moved towards aero TT bikes. You know, like when I did Kona it was probably a 50 50 split. This year in Kona, I think we saw maybe two, mm. <laughs> you know, just, just standard road bikes with the aero bars on them. And but what's interesting, I was watching, I had to go down, I had to go shop on the race in the weekend when, when I was doing the um the mic work. And when I was driving back from the shop, I was behind some cyclists. And most people, you know, you got these TT bikes, but they're sitting up, they're moving all over the place, you know, like they're losing all the advantage because they they haven 't trained their body to keep still for a long period of time
1: mm. and this is the thing we 've always got to have a bit of a caveat when we look at this is this is a uh, uh, an article on TTing and yep. what we 've always got to think about is comfort you know most of these guys are TTing they 're looking at you know ten miles or they 're looking at forty kilometer TTs um, comfort is is somewhat important, um, but it 's not massively important so we 've always got to look at the, um, the, the fastest position uh, and then we 've got to look at. Being able to maintain that position comfortably is, is, is one thing. And then secondly, the ability to be able to run off the bike with that as well. So you do have to take these some of these suggestions with a grain of salt and then play around with them and uh, and see what is right for you because at the end of the day, you do have to run off the bike. A couple of things here that James also mentioned. He says uh, apparently in the article that aero frames uh, dominate. A time trial bike will save you around about 20 watts over a road bike with clip-ons at 40 kilometres an hour. Not that many of us. Actually,
0: photos of each of the different bikes as
1: they're doing this, yeah. So, not a lot of us are going to be riding at 40 kilometres an hour for an iron distance race, but still. The TT bike is going to save you time uh, over a road bike with clip-ons. And uh, he says what uh, what to put into the, into the mal- on the melon. A time trial helmet will save you around about 10 watts over a road helmet at 40 kilometres an hour again. So probably be a little bit less, as we sort of heard last last yep. week. It'll be a little bit less uh, at, at lower speeds, but you're out there for a longer time. So, so the gains about the same, maybe. If you want to buy, your spe- buy yourself speed, you can buy yourself speed out there. The question is... For the newer
0: athlete out there right now, you know we've got you've obviously got newer listeners and newer people to the sport. You know, for someone who's been around for a long time and their body is adapted to be able to stay in this position for a real long period and actually get the real gains of it, how do we train towards being able to hold our body in that position for such a long time? Well, Practice makes
1: perfect. I think one of the things on this article it talks about the adjustable um, headset, adjustable headset where where you can ha- where you can actually move your um, aerob- down, your yep. bars up and down and I think that's a, the critical thing is you're probably going to need to start a bit higher and then you can just slowly work your way down so I think that's the thing make uh, small incremental steps rather than going full, full hog to start with but uh, if you're not going to be doing drafting races if you're looking at buying your first bike and uh, these days the TT bike is going to give you oh, even, to, even TT's fame. It was
0: just like a local kind of event. Most people wear TT's, didn't
1: they? Mm. Yeah, it's so crazy. There's a couple of takeaway messages here, Bevan. Oh, from, some take-home points. These are James's take-home points. Aggressive aero positions may not be the fastest when considering power output and efficiency of rider. Right. Another take-home, analysis of pro-bike riders gives you a sense of the variance in positions. Important, as with articles, to consider the Ironman dimensions The longer on the bike longer on the bike the small fact of running off the bike as I said the variance in positions is substantial and helps illustrate that there is not one position to fit all so if you want to read the bike uh, the article we'll put a link on there but it's the, the website is Bikeradar.com and then I've got a whole bunch of other stuff after that I suppose um, the question I have yeah. John is if you are
0: doing you know if you're new to the sport and you're going okay I want an ETT bike and all the rest of it if you aren't riding the bike correctly does it end up costing you more speed?
1: Well it certainly could impact your run quite a lot uh, I don't think Riding the bike incorrectly is going to cost. Like you if you're sitting up, speed. you
0: know, like because you're going trying to go so low, you might set up more, and you might kind of be moving more. Whereas if you're just on a road bike and you could stay in position for longer, you may actually ride faster over the period of time because because you know it's like every time you're sitting up, you're kind of slowing down, you're kind of sit out. You know,
1: yeah. I think it's just a case of just raising your 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 handlebars a little bit further. Okay. Uh, so I think if you are new, I think you want to have a bike that does have some ability to move. So I think like the. The, the the new what's the bike that everybody's raving about in Kona the, um, the specialized the gym. Yep. I think the the original version the, the the version before that there was very little flexibility in terms of moving things about so yep. I think that's one thing you want to look at for a bike is you've got some variability to move things around seat position handlebar position I think that's going to be really really important because everybody is everybody's bodies are quite different um, in terms of being able to yeah. Get it fitting
0: right for you. And in this in this article they actually show different pros and their different positions and, and again they all have different variances based on what works for them. So mm. it is one of those things that you actually want to go to a good bike shop that can set you up correctly based on your flexibility in your body right now. Mm. Uh, he gave himself six and a half out of 10 to get this one on the show Well he's made it Made it. You made it mate Good work wise one Okay last one So we've got Ethlinks.
1: So the RPI Bevan and I were a little bit bamboozled about this Well we're easily
0: bamboozled Let's be honest John So
1: it's a new rating system they've got on uh, on Ethlinks, And so for example you know If you've got an Ironman coming up I'm going to sneeze Bevan Take it away
0: Let's go Okay so what they got is They've got races coming up So I'm going to pull this up right now John you right there <laughs> oh, we go Got it out Got it <laughs> out It's great in the
1: mic uh, So uh, yeah we Say Ironman Arizona is coming up The weekend after next Well it is John you go, you go up to uh, go to Athlinks. You do a search under events, and you'll pull up I'm in Arizona. It'll have a list of the names of people on Athlinks that are doing the race that have put it into their calendar, and then you scroll along that, and it's going to give you an RPI number. And what that means is this is a. a a dumbass version uh, of how I understand it. No, and no, that, I think it's actually that, a pretty wise. Basically, your percentage, your expected percentage, percentage, where you'll finish in the field. So, if your number is fifteen, you're probably you're expected to finish in the top fifteen percent of the field. Okay. So, for example,
0: we've got Mark Weinberg, who's fifty, he's male, he's from Samar Mish in the uh, US of A. He's raced thirteen races, and he's got that he's got on Athlinks. His PR is a ten oh two, and his average time is 10.50, and he's got a 7.4 RPI, which I imagine is
1: his age group. Yes, so it's basically yeah a number that we're going to finish. I'm not sure if a percentage overall or percentage in your age group. No, it must be an age group, because
0: yeah. if you look at someone like um, Eric Stevens, Stevens um, he is going to do nine hours, and he's only got nine Okay, so it must be based on age group, well done, or maybe it's based on how many races you've done as well.
1: Well, no, they, they've got a, they've got a formula that sort of works in there, so it's it's got different. Obviously, your different uh, courses, how many times you've raced. So it's a bit like Thorsten's um, yep. try rating, you know, it, it factors in and uh, courses and so so on. So let's see how reliable it is, you know, for the guys that are coming up in racing. If you've had a good race, um, and see how that number sort of rates up in terms of where you're going to finish in the field they put a bit of work into it it's a bit of fun you know and I think it'll be it'll work really well for shorter distance um, races like a 10k flat accurate measured run you're going to have a lot higher chance of this being accurate and now, correct looking, looking
0: at it basically I think it is based on age groups mm.
1: Yeah, and but for an Ironman there's so many different so many people have Either great days or horrible days, uh, especially guys that are new to the distance. So, the more races you have, the more reliable that number is going to be. So, get on there, have a look at what your RPI is for your upcoming races. It's not going to be on there for all events, you know, for like the long distance world champs last weekend, um, because people race that distance so infrequently it's not really going to work for that but if you've got you know for Ironman and things like that it's going to work well so get on it if you've ever got anything you don't understand about Facebook um just about Athlinks go onto their Facebook page post a question up there or send them an email and then uh you know there's no such thing as a silly question is there Bevan and put it up there they'll get back to you and you'll help share the love about making sure you understand Athlinks 100 percent
0: Okay, well next week Maybe what we'll do Is we'll name a few athletes Who are actually going to be racing yes. In Arizona And give them What they're going to be doing With their RPIs yes. Okay, John So that's athletes.com Okay, we well, got? got Questions and answers Questions, questions and answers. answers Okay, and the first question Comes from Jeff The Explosion Curry And he says He loves his nickname Love well, it, my nickname it, it by work, the way
1: It works really well Because we came I don't know One of us came up With the explosion Because of Curry Yeah Which works well, well let's, let's But he's a, But he's also from Northern Ireland So it's even more out <laughs>
0: I'm thinking about starting uh, to do a 40-week training plan for IAM Frankfurt in July next year and I am aiming to follow a Don I think training plan it relies on heart rate training zone what do you guys reckon about heart rate training do you use it or do you not any tips on how to get the most out
1: of it i think the first thing with this is uh we'll, we'll talk about the heart rate in a minute but if you're starting a 40-week training plan you need to ensure that you've got some chill out time in there so if it's a f- yeah. if it's a 40-week plan it may may well have that sort of scheduled in there but if you're looking at doing 40 weeks of consistent training um, try training across all three sports. Uh, that's a long, long time. So we need to make you need to make sure that that's periodised out, and you have some different focuses as you're going through, and you do have some recovery time in there. Otherwise, you'll get to weak. 25 and you'll be ready to race, and uh, you saw it 15 weeks to go. So I think that's the main thing with um, with long training programs like that. But in terms of heart rate, you know, that heart rate's been around for a long, long time. A lot of people use it, and it's been um, very, very successful. And I think it's a it's a really good tool. Um, but I, you know, the way that I'm coaching these days, um, my preference with athletes is to work a bit more with, with power on the bike and with pace on the run. Uh, Why um, is that? Because when you
0: first started, like when you used to love heart rate, didn't you?
1: Yeah, but but wasn't power and pace wasn't wasn't available. Pace uh, was.
0: Oh, do you mean no? Because we've got the tools. Because we've got here. the watch.
1: Okay. You know, I mean, I, I, you can you can go to the Brett Sutton School and, and go down the track and run, uh, you know, ten one mile repeats on the track. But most most people um, don't really want to do that. Yep. So unless you go out and mark every single run you've got with uh, with K markers. Running to pace was is is, is not. Well, I was before, that long. You had the tools, yeah. yep. So that's my preference. Is um, but there is obviously the dollar value associated with that. So and the reason I do do that because heart rate is a bit more variable. It goes up and down a bit. You know, yep. in terms if of tired, the, if you're tired, yeah. etc. So um, the way I use heart rate is much more as uh, as a bit of a ceiling uh, in, in in racing. So you know, we can set some zones and we say right, you know. Don't worry if your heart rate's a little bit low, if your pace feels fine, but you need to set some, some ceilings for that. Upper, for the upper, upper end? Upper, upper yeah. end. So we're saying, right, when you're on the flat, you don't want to be going across that. When, you, when you're on the hills, you don't want to be going across 165, for example, um, and setting some ceilings for that. So in training, it's still a really good tool, um, but you do need to understand that there is some variability. You know Between your morning sessions and your evening sessions there will be a bit of variability. As, as Bevan said, if you're tired, if you're dehydrated, there's a bit of variability. So it's a good tool, but I wouldn't use it Solely as your only single tool, I'd use your heart rate in conjunction with your perceived effort and with a bit of work on pace. So if you haven't got a GPS, you're not going to be able to get pace. But you can sometimes when you go and do your track workouts, you know, don't just do them to heart rate. Then you want to be doing them to pace a bit as well. How much do you pay for
0: the cheapest GPS watches now? Uh,
1: that's a good question. I think Timex do a fairly fairly inexpensive one, and and, and I think it's a, several hundred US. Um, yep. So Garmin are, are more expensive than that, and.
0: Like, I use my iPhone, to be honest. I run with my iPhone all the time. I know people think it's weird, but I got used to it pretty quickly, and I always have my iPhone on when I'm in, and it's how I do my pacing, and it can talk to you as well, which is quite good. Yep.
1: So practice what you're going to do in the race. Um, what you need to do with, with heart rates is obviously set yourself up some zones and the main thing to think about there is please, please, please do not use 220 minus your age um, you need to figure out what the zones are appropriate for you. The two ways of doing that, uh, are going was well, a number of different ways but the two main ways that I get people to do uh, is go get a um, lactate threshold. threshold test uh, some people don't have a, a lab available to them so that's not going to be realistic so the second slightly more simplistic way is to go and do a maximum heart rate test and then work your zones out off that and I'll probably do, I think I've done that before but I might just revisit that and sometime in the future, I'm not going to put myself a, a timeline on that but sometime in the future I can say right, this is how you do a maximum heart rate test and this is how you set some, some basic we zones that up. We had the past early on. Totally yeah. and then what you need to do is then go and do, uh, look at your race data so right, we might say right your maximum heart rate is 190, set you some zones based off that and then you go and do a few races and you know, you, you, you do them a bit to perceived effort, a little bit to heart rate and we can have a look at your race data and then we probably just need to tweak your zones a little bit based based on that. So as I said, uh, for racing you want to set yourself some upper limits and that can really control things a bit, especially for Ironman you know normally at the start of an Ironman your heart rate is going to be going through the roof but you're often going to feel like it's really really easy uh, so we need to make sure that you aren't actually pushing it because you're fresh, you've still got 180 k to go but it's pretty easy to go to go too hard at that stage so the heart rate Set those limits up um, Nice and high Do some testing Trial it in, in races And time trials etc Just tweak it a little bit And then uh, It's it's a good tool If you got the money Power and pace In my opinion Are a little bit better
0: Okay nice work Next one comes from Tim Perkins And we actually got quite a few emails About this one The Beachy Battleship Which happened a few weeks ago And we are commenting on How fast the swim was I think
1: we saw some That were like 41 minutes I think the record's
0: mate? 36 Yeah Yeah like it's ridiculous And uh Yeah there you go The personal The PB is um, 36.07 So But he was saying It was uh, the complete distance But they just The point to point swim In the inner coastal waterway Which is basically A channel right out From the ocean So it's salt water And wet suit mandatory They change the date race Every year To coincide with High tide rolling in So basically the way they set up You've got a tide behind you And you're just flying so That's why it's fast Smoking It was a third year In the uh, final Ironman For this race He started with Ironman St George In May Finished with it at 1130 Or 1311 sorry Which you guys know Is about uh, age group of the week For that Because my wife was The finish line volunteer Taking To talk me up I finished in Wisconsin Six weeks later in 12 hours Good work And then Beached the battleship He pulled out a 1029 John 1027
1: even Even better So a nice work Tim Perkin <laughs> <laughs> well Love your down. work um, what else happening? Morten John? Lebash, uh He said uh, Jimmy Jensen is apparently quitting. He's quit the national Danish national team. He's fed up and not getting any support. And uh, when I had a quick look at this, I was like, I'm not surprised at all. That happens in every country all around the world. So basically, the deal here is uh, I don't know much
0: about Jimmy Jensen. Jimmy to be Jensen. Honest. He's
1: a he's a Danish athlete. Does usually does pretty well at uh, World Long Distance Champs. Oh, okay. And he basically just uh, throws toys out of the cop. Entitled to do that. You basically if you're a long distance athlete. You just accept that you're not going to get any support from your national body. Or if you do get some, it's going to be very, very minimal. All national bodies' funding comes – well, no, maybe I shouldn't say all – but every national body that I know about, their funding is totally revolved around getting Olympic medals. Unless you've got the army on your side. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Uh, so, But in terms of their high-performance programs – the vast majority is all about Olympic money. They get paid a lot of money, um, or the, the coaches don't get paid that much, I don't think, but you know, their program, you know, millions of dollars go in and all they care about is uh, Olympic distance results at major events, uh, Olympics, World Championships, etc., that when they have to go back to their, their funding agencies in New Zealand, we have a funding agency called Spark. Um, the government agencies. You go back to them, and your results are going to be right. In New Zealand, Bevan Doherty got an Olympic gold medal. It's fantastic. You guys are going to get plenty more money. If Cameron Brown won Kona, they're going to look and go, Well, we don't really care. Um, it's just the simple facts of it. And so Jimmy wasn't very happy about that. And, uh, and he was also the other comment that he made on his post. This was basically on his blog um, page, Jimmy Johnson. Uh, dot com it's a nice website he was saying about there's a really high dnf rate at a lot of world championship rates uh, races these days at the elite level oh really and i think we're going to see more and more of this because we live in a professional era. there's so many races on there and if you want to be professional it's about making a good living for yourself uh if you're outside the top 10 at kona and if you're a really good athlete you're not going to get any prize money um are you I, to, I, but
0: is he talking about ITU or is he talking about
1: long course? Well, I think, I think a number of long course races. So, you know, if it's short course, you probably you'd just carry on and do it. But I, from my point of view, I'd be in it for a business. What's the point of carrying on and finishing up that race, banging yourself around, not going to get any prize money, um, and but it's, it's a dangerous habit be... to
0: get into, isn't it? Oh, very dangerous. Because some days
1: you're having a crap day.
0: Like, look at Pete Jacobs. Yeah. Pete Jacobs, this cone has kind of just been... Got off the bike. Had a pretty crap day. He wasn't feeling. It. He, he, always, he was telling us, "Oh, you know, I was thinking the excuses I was going to tell my family." Mm-hmm. Turned around, pulled off a second. Yeah, okay. he could have easily got off the bike, ran a couple of cars, and oh, no, gone I it. Yep, I'm no, not getting anywhere. Today. I must save money and go to go to Florida.
1: I totally totally agree with that side of things. It's a very dangerous thing to start DNFing at lots of races. But if you get to that point, uh, if you're in Kona and you're halfway into the run, like if you're in the top ten somewhere and you're not having a great day, yeah, things yeah. might turn around. But if you have you, if you have twenty minutes off the pace coming off the bike and you're not going to be able to run yourself up to tenth place um, and get some prize money, I don't know. Yeah, you know, you know, these guys are not earning that much money. Uh, you've got to you've got to. Look at where you can earn a bit of money. So, those were his two things. So, it's just interesting to hear from, from Jimmy. Okay, good times. And uh, uh, thanks for sending that in, Morton. I think that's pretty much it for the no, questions. Isn't no, it? we're not. not. We've got one
0: here from uh, oh. Gerald McIntyre. Oh, okay, here we go. Gerald McIntyre, he's got a question and he's going, Where is it? It's. Oh, okay, there we go. Hoping to do, uh, Iron in. Tr- he's going to Austria next year, hoping to go away for a few weeks training holiday in advance of doing it. Question for John would be Is there an optimal distance out? from the race to go I was thinking maybe eight weeks out rest week then come back three more big
1: weeks and then taper uh, so I think we, obviously we've got quite a bit of experience with this with the Epic Camp and how it works with, with different people so I did have a bit of a think about this for, and I think it varies quite a lot from, from athlete to athlete yeah. and from, from how much training time you've got so I sort of divided this into three groups so I think for the for the newbie like yourself Gerald um, you know especially if you haven't got a strong history in the sport if you've been doing like short course for ages and ages and then you're coming across to, to Ironman and slightly different story, but if you're a newbie and you know your your main limiter is probably going to be your endurance, chances are you're going to be building through your uh, through your your build up to the race and building your volume. And uh, and so I think for those type of athletes, probably doing it more like five weeks out is going to work a bit better for you because that's going to be when you're going to be hitting your sort of peak volume. So this week can be your peak volume week. You come back, you have an, an, an easier week. A couple more weeks of uh, pretty normal training, and then sort of tapering off into the event. I think that would work a lot better for guys like that, and use it as a, a more purely a volume week rather than a hard, a really hard training week. I think also for another group that would uh, the five week out would work well for is the time sparse athletes. So. Uh, and, and, but they would structure the week slightly different So it would be a, a, more of an epic type week Where you're doing some, some some high volume work But you're also doing some really hard work And, and five weeks out for those guys I think would, would work well Also because they just give you that little Extra boost um, To be able to, to get to the race in, in good shape for the guys where eight weeks out I think would work a bit better is for, for somebody who is a middle to upper end age group athlete who have, who have got, got quite high training volume, now, and by that I'm talking 15 hours a week plus, then for, for, for them it might work a little bit better to go so eight weeks out and that would really kick start the main part of their, their um, sort of build up. So it would be a high volume week of training and then they would carry on and, and then as they've th- moved through their build up it's going to be a lot more race specific, a lot more race pace week and the optimal scenario there would be then sort of four to five weeks out you might have another little sort of four day block where it's a bit of a bit of a hammer sort of four days so that's sort of a bit of a pricey but I think for the guys that are newbies or a time sparse I think about five weeks out would be, um, would work a bit better than eight weeks out. It's otherwise, you, otherwise you'll lose that that fit, that fitness a bit. Yeah, you don't want to lose it, do you? Mm. Well,
0: that's the thing. is getting to the race rested well enough so you can have the great day, but also not being too you know not being too
1: rested so you actually mm. lose the benefits of your training. I think the perfect you know I think for for people out there if, if you're thinking days of leave you know I think you're probably better off uh, if you've got say right I've got five days of annual leave up my sleeve here I would say you're probably better off trying to split it into two little camps you know doing it long weekends two two you know two four day four-day camps, having one and you're sort of eight weeks out and then another one, uh, say, five weeks out, I think would probably be a better scenario than taking a whole week off. But we don't live in a perfect world, so sometimes you just got to do what you can. That's tough, John. That's
0: tough. Okay, then, that's uh, pretty much uh, the questions and answers. Um, Sponsors. Athlings.com. Check it out because I've got the new RPI. Yes. Yes. Coffeeswithway.com 25% off guys I am talk It's a no brainer It is a no brainer And extreme endurance And also discount code zero And John says Hey his
1: legs aren't hurting And if his legs aren't hurting They are somewhat tired though They are <laughs> somewhat tired
0: <laughs> <laughs> Okay John what your got? So, so we had a race We Yeah sorry
1: Had a race at the weekend uh, So it was a sprint Sort of sprinty type distance It was a 9.50 swim 30k bike 6k run Got off the line pretty pretty well.
0: Okay, so wait a second. So so all turned up. Pretty good field. Local athletes. All the good local athletes were there, weren't they? Yeah.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Um, except for the young, first faux pas and I'm
1: going to take a bit of a shot at the, the race organiser here because yep. transition was, was not a fair transition yeah it was a yeah, bit what, because because was normally it? what you do as a race director you know you have an entry and an exit point and so everybody's got to run a, fa- a fair distance through the transitions. obviously tactics involved in terms of how far you got your to bike, your bike. In the middle nowhere, yeah but in this one you basically if you were in the right row the closest row you'd basically have just run into transition grab your bike and gone. and if like me I was on the furthest row away because I was a bit late getting there snooze you I'd lose run right? A lot hilarious. further in both transitions. So I would have, I would have estimated – You I would, would have won the have, race. No, I would have, well, I would have got – I reckon about 15 seconds, 20 seconds of extra running. Um, so I wasn't um, too thrilled about that. But swim, got off the line pretty well but couldn't, couldn't cope. I was just going balls to the wall and uh, and I just – I made the front group but then I just got popped off the back. And then I even had somebody come swimming around me who I thought, right, get on his foot. Who thing. is that that you know who no, it was? I don't know. Get on my feet Get on their feet And try to hang on for dear life He just went straight past me I couldn't hang What's on What's happened John you used to be a strong swimmer Right, well, I didn't have a bad swim I, I You sw- got checked Yeah but <laughs> A lot of people get checked by it's Penny Hayes. I mean Yeah I, I wouldn't have expected To get out of there So it was a pretty, pretty reasonable swim I was still pretty happy Came out Probably where I expected I had hoped to be A little bit further up But about, about what I deserved uh, But I'd like, I missed the front guys So that was uh, I wasn't expecting to ride with them Ride Had low expectations Expectations were delivered Rode pretty poorly Really? Why? Was, did, did, was it breaking your heart? Uh Was you kind of riding out, Oh my god this is just Yeah I, w- I was riding as hard As I could ride Um Within reason But uh, I was just going slow And uh, uh, I'm just thankful I had the Rolf Primas on Because then I would have been going Even slower if I didn't have them on okay. So the ride was pretty um, was pretty ordinary But I expected that And I was a little bit worried Coming into the run Because I was I did ride the first half Pretty hard It uh, was as hard as I could And I was thinking oh, I'm going to suffer on the run But thankfully I got off the bike And uh, was running So you passed fourth
0: off the bike Weren't you? Fourth
1: or fifth? Yeah, yeah. There was one guy and then another guy about a minute up the road and then there was about four of us sort of came in with it about for 20 seconds or so. And uh, who, who do we have? Scott McNabb, listener of the show. Yep. He went for that one K premium on the run. I wasn't quite sure how strong a runner Scott was. I was like, oh, yeah. One K premium. there was no one K premium. I know, he, <laughs> he he must have thought there was. And uh and smack did he? And he did. And then uh I knew that my main competition axe was uh was not far behind and I was pretty sure he was gonna catch me up. I didn't want to go out too hard in the first K. He came past me and he was just burying it. Yeah. And uh and so I just tucked in behind him and i was like oh god this is pretty hard this is pretty hard and then all of a sudden he just slowed down just a fraction i just I didn't even think about it I just went boom just went for it oh really and then ran straight around him and then just uh and he just tried to keep ratcheting it up and up and up and up and he stayed there for a long time and then i finally cracked him and uh got a bit of a gap i didn't turn around to see how big the gap was so i didn't think it was that big and then ran past uh guy was in second place with about a K and a half, K, K and a half to go. And then Axel the must have caught you up. And Axel caught me up about the same, same place, and I was in a world of pain. <laughs> uh, I was in a big world of pain, and uh, and put, but I still put in a couple of surges, but they were pretty pretty weak efforts. And then it was about to come into the sprint finish. I was not looking forward to the sprint finish one little bit, and uh, we came off this little boardwalk, and it wasn't very clear where we were going in terms of trying to get to the finishing shoot. You couldn't really see us. I was like, oh, where are we going? We stepped off the boardwalk, and Axel just put us Foot in some big hole and just fell over, and uh, so I did the noble thing. I stopped and I wait. I stopped and waited for him, and he sort of. Uh, but I was in a bit of a, a bit of a haze, as you are at that stage in a race. And I sort of stopped and waited and jogged, and uh, and he sort of looked like he was coming. So then I turned around and just started sprinting. And thought yep. well, it's f- fair enough, you know, we'll yep. open it up for a sprint, and he didn't, didn't sort of uh, do anything. So yep. um, so I got a se- second with a bit Te- of a technical hole. A second with a so with an asterisk with an asterisk next to it. So good run. <laughs> Fairly good swim Weak bikes so About what I expected But I was, I was pleased With the way that I ran So you got your race In what, two weeks? Two weeks So I got two weeks To try to turn my biking around a, uh, a little bit I'm not expecting To turn it around a lot <laughs> two, but, uh, it, two weeks is not much Two weeks in my swimming I've turned my swimming around Massively in two weeks But the uh, thing is, is
0: you just got to qualify Don't you? Oh yeah yeah,
1: yeah, yeah yeah. I'll still I'll finish in the How can top, we make that sure top? That
0: this year This time next year You're not going Two weeks I've got to turn my bike around No, there will be a bit more
1: pressure <laughs> <on>. Will <laughs> you be pretty
0: focused For the race next year?
1: Well, best focus I can. I'll still only be doing ten to twelve hours training a week. I mean, at the moment I'm doing um, about six or so. So, but if I can be consistently putting in ten hours, I'm going to have a good focus of uh, trying to do bike racing. You know, that'll be a key key session for me in each week. And if I can do that, um, I think I'll be okay. I'm I think my realistically of chance of getting a medal will be will be a real long shot. But if I can get myself in, in good shape, yeah, you know, hopefully a top ten will be realistic.
0: Nice. Mm. Okay.
1: Any other goss? Uh, any other goss? Somebody in the swim. Oh, this happens really rarely, you know. I've been, th- no, <laughs> I've been doing. No, I've been doing triathlon a long time, and I'm all in for creating a bit of space and having a bit of buffo in there because you know you've got to swim right. through people Old and school, stuff mate. a bit. Yeah. But somebody literally in the start of the swim, very early on, the first fifty meters or so, literally held onto my foot and pulled me back oh really like they literally grabbed my foot and pulled me back and there was it's not like there was not that much space in there I thought that was uh, was pretty poor whoever um, did, whoever yeah, did you that know who was you pretty are. poor you
0: know who you are yes so, so, uh, have you ever done
1: that no I haven't no I've never actually because you've it's quite uh, you really got to be focused to actually be able to grab somebody's moving why you, foot why would and, you and pull would you do them that? back I don't know I wasn't happy about it you but you me? know I don't have a problem with somebody bashing me to try to create a bit of space that's all part of the game but um, to actually do that I wasn't, I wasn't too thrilled Mm. Anyway,
0: did you do fireworks?
1: uh, uh, No, we didn't. What about you, You kids? you got to do fireworks. It's still light when they go to bed. I go to bed at seven o'clock. You need to stay up late. They're two and four, they're not 15. No, no, no,
0: no. John. No, your kids are going to grow up and they're going to go, Oh, I missed out on the good things in life. Do you do Christmas?
1: Uh, Well, we do it every second year (laughs) if they they behave well. So, no, that's uh, that was the weekend. That so was we can tell you what when you have got kids, I, I, I harp on about these recovery strategies everybody's got to do, yeah. but when you've got kids, it's basically you finish. And it is game on you know, not getting anything I mean I got to stand on a lake Which was a bonus But yeah. that was my uh, warm down you got to run them out You've got to tire them mm.
0: That's my strategy of kids Like, Because whenever I go to people's places Kids seem to be attracted to me And so I always become Adults love it when I turn up Because suddenly I get the kids And so I turn up and I get the kids And I just got a strategy Because I, 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 I love kids But at the end of the time You kind of get to the point Where you get a little bit sick of them And you kind of want to hand mm. them back mm. But I figure I've just got to tire them out So I just mm. get games happening Man, run, 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 run Okay, you're doing well good and, and they will tire out about two hours into it And then I can sit down and okay. con- conversate So you had your MC duties at the weekend Yep, BJ, DJ, BJ, BJ was in the house Yeah, that was all good We had mic problems But we made it work mm-hmm. it, was, uh, it was good And what else have I been doing, John? I'm off to type this week Nice you want to ask a question
1: uh, I've got, I've got a, I've, uh, MC Ken, who's normally Bevan's partner in crime. He can't do the oh, House of Travel know. Triathlon Festival. Anybody in Christchurch, you haven't entered yet, get off your butt and enter the tri- – entries are well ahead of where they, where they were last year. But if you're in Christchurch and you haven't entered yet or you're in the South Island, get it sorted and it's help It's the me worst out. thing as it is.
0: It's, 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 it's really, things, really it's, annoying. Because you're kind of thinking, oh, no, it's not going to go that well. And then the last week, everyone emails
1: you, oh, can I join now? Yeah, so it's very frustrating as a race organiser not being able to plan well uh, if people don't enter early. But they're not going to John. Uh, no. Well, listen to me. Enter now. <laughs> Enter so now. So we've got a bit of pressure, Ben. We've got a f- – I mean, MC Ken is, 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 is solid. He's very Sharp. good. But we've got a professional coming in too. Who's coming in? Uh, we've got Cam Harper from Auckland. He does a lot of Ironman New Zealand stuff. He I'm, works I'm, for, I'm for Radio it. Sport. <sighs> He's going to be putting the pressure on. You're going to have to – There Just you go. warm out my voice. So it's going to be good times. Hey, what else him? him? Uh, oh, 5,000. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: I only get $2. Yeah. Um, what else is happening? I'm off to Taipei this week, which would be good. Um, my daughter's just being a really good kid. Nice. I know, but you know, it's okay when they're like five, when they say that. But when they're 14, you, you, when they're good, mm. you get a little bit worried, don't you? Mm. And I'm a little bit worried because she's been so good lately. Mm. She even cleaned the bedroom.
1: All right. Yeah, she's not, she's not the tidiest kid, my kid. Get the the private investigators out there, Bevan Private (laughs) investigators
0: (laughs) John, the other morning, here we go, here's a moral dilemma for you The other morning, because she she always uses the computers And her her Facebook was open, logged in Would you have looked in her inbox and stuff like that? You're not a friend of hers on. Oh, yeah, but I'm a friend, so I can yeah. see her wall, right. but I can go deeper if I'm logged in.
1: <laughs> uh, I probably wouldn't go there. I don't, look, I don't tend to look at Belinda's emails for that. So not the, I, just don't like, I don't like people looking at my emails, and I don't like uh, looking at others. So I would say, moral dilemma, no, I wouldn't do it.
0: I didn't do it either, but mm. it, it is tempting. Mm. It is tempting. Mm. Joe knows my email. Joe logs into my email. I don't mm. have any problem with that. Okay, it doesn't hide. But, yeah. Bought a barbecue? Nice. And John, you'll be loving me. Mm-hmm. Well, you- <laughs> yeah, I love you, but I, I already do. <laughs> because we're at Mighty 10, and, and Joe wanted to get a barbecue, you know, because we've got the outdoor furniture mm-hmm. now, John. Mm-hmm. We've got the barbecue. You know what we are? We're the happy family. Nice. And <clears throat> so we bought this barbecue, and that white
1: picket fence out there is looking good, too. And it
0: is looking good. We've even trimmed the hedges. So it looks nice. perfect now. So we've got little roses on them. <laughs> and uh, so we went to Mighty 10. $500, then the bottle plus the cover, looking around $600. Mm-hmm. And Joe was pretty keen to get it then, and I was like, oh, it hate spending money, and she's yeah. pretty, pretty tight as well. And I go to her, and we have been looking for a little while, and you could tell, you know, sometimes you end up buying just because you're overlooking, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so we were in that moment there, and, and I go, back, why don't we look on Trade Me? And she goes, I've looked on Trade Me, and not that good? <laughs> and I said, oh, well, let's just have a look. And, and there were a couple on Trade Me, and, and she was like, oh. I said, let's just wait. And if by well, this week we haven't got one, we'll go back to Mighty Ten and buy it. The same one with a cover and a thing was a year old. Never used it five times. Three hundred and
1: seventy-five. Nice. I just saved us nearly two hundred something dollars. <laughs> you see what Belinda would do in that circumstance? Is she goes right? I've saved, myself, saved up the family two hundred dollars. I can now go and do something else with that two hundred
0: dollars. Yes, so there's no real benefit. You just get money in and buy exactly. it. <laughs> exactly, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty much it. You know, any of the other guys? No, so I don't know what we're going to do next week. We'll sort something out for the show. But, well, we'll be able to record on Skype. I have uh, arranged interview number one for the Legends of Triathlon oh, podcast. We're we releasing. Uh, we, will, I think, what we're going to do is we're going to release on the first of each month. We'll generally uh, so we'll be looking at first of December. So we're generally going to do the interview whenever. Um, I think we're doing it on the twenty second. It's maybe. not time critical, is it, John? No, but first. Of the month is our goal for it to be coming out, 1st of December. Okay. Bevan's got to sort out the website. We've got it to a stage where it's going to be acceptable. Um, and oh, that the website's looking cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like what they've done with it. So yeah. it's good
0: times. Okay, well, let's wrap this up. I'm Russ. I'm do Train Hard Train hard. Kiu Kaha.